Blog Talk Radio.
Let me just play it in the background. I don't know what's going on with that clip. It's totally on the one and only Blog Talk Radio. Sorry about that. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, uh, everybody. This is your host, Boss Moustones. This is Brother Seth coming at you with another episode. And um, I hope everybody's doing well today. And hopefully, really, really hope. I'm not just saying it's just to have a show. We hope everybody has is, is, had a productive day and was able to glorify the Most High in their deeds as they serve their mankind, their fellow brethren, in different ways, as well as your family. So, again, this is Brother Seth. I'm a little bit, I have a little stuffy, stuffy nose. Hopefully I don't sound too different, but I definitely have a stuffy nose tonight. But we're going to have a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to this show tonight. This is a kind of a unique show. I'm actually looking for y'all to tell me how successful have this show been. As a matter of fact, um, let me just go ahead and read the show's uh, description. Uh, we said, um, has five smooth stones been successful? That's the topic of the show tonight. And I go on to say, tonight is the show, hold on a second. All right, tonight, is the shows we produce relevant and effective in 2012? Let's take a look at all our shows and the blessings they have brought from the thousands of times, and there are thousands, folks, the thousands of times they were played. All right, and there have been thousands, 18,000 to be exact. Have they been a blessing or a burden? Have we reached our goals and stayed true to our purpose? Then I went on to say real stats are below. Let me share the stats with you. We started in February 21st last year. We've had 20,446 people to uh, view our profile. We've I am following 36 shows. I don't ever have time to read. Listen, <laughs> but I personally follow 36 uh, organizations, 36 shows that I like. When I got the time to listen, following me. Following this show, following Five Smooth Stones, this vision that the Most High gave me, this, 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 excuse me, these five topics that I call the Five Smooth Stones. Following this is going to be 158, which should be more than that, but I'm happy. Um. 18,859 have one of these shows been played. One or all of these shows been played. Sometimes they may have been played twice. And I ain't dumb, I think. Uh, well, I ain't going to say that. I'm not going to say that I was going to say. But anyway, there you have it. That's what we've done so far since February. I really want to know what y'all think. Not that I live for you. Not that I live for your opinion, but sometimes we got to know 
we got to listen to people we're trying to reach because sometimes we are irrelevant. Sometimes we're saying things or doing things that could impede our progress, and we can just need to fine-tune it just a little bit, and all of a sudden you got a successful show, even more successful than it is now. Um, everybody think they, they, they stuff don't stink, so to speak. Everybody think they're shop. Everybody think they got it together. That's just mankind. Everybody think that. But I want to know from you tonight, either in the chat room, via comments, or on the phone lines. Those of you that's already on the phone lines, if you want to press 1 and let me know, Brother Seth, I think you are a failure. I think you're misleading a bunch of people. I think you are a racist. Or you might say, Brother Seth, I look forward to your shows. I'll show up early when you come on to make sure I don't miss a word. The things you shared have brought freedom in my life in certain areas. One friend told it to me like this. With every truth come a little bit more of freedom. Until you get all the truth, you're still in bondage to some degree. But once you get all of the truth, then and only then will you be completely, completely free. So have we shared truth that have caused freedom in your life? I would like to know that. You don't pay us. You don't pay me. And all of the guests that I've had on, you don't pay us. You listen. Sometimes y'all follow the show. A lot of y'all don't follow. I don't know why you don't, because you always are there, but you just don't follow the show. Well, maybe at least tonight you'll comment in the chat room and say, Brother Seth, I don't want those persons that I don't like to talk because I'm, I'm kind of shy. But I just want to say, hey, man, I always enjoy hearing the topics you have to bring. Y'all got to understand, people need that sometimes. Yes, we get our reward from the Most High, but the Most High also worked through his people. We are his hands, his feet upon the earth. If we don't do right by our brothers and sisters and encourage them, we're always looking for some little way to disagree with them. You know, always looking for some little thing for them to say, to slip up, we can go show how smart we look and put somebody down. And that gets old after a while. Everybody needs encouragement. And tonight, Brother Seth would like to hear from y'all. But if you don't respond, we'll go on with uh, this open forum type of thing. That's what we um, – it ain't really open forum. I take that back. We won't. We'll just continue to talk about the history of Five Smooth Stone, what we've done, what we've tried to do, what our goals and purposes was. So, again, thank y'all, those in the chat room, those on the phone lines who are there already. I do appreciate that. I can never tell y'all how much it is, how good it feels to see my friends show up on the phone lines. You know who you are on the phone lines and in the chat room. It's always good to see you. But tonight I want to also hear you in a different way. I want to see and hear your comments on what you think of this show. So I'm going to take a little break here in a second, and when I come back, uh, we'll get into Just, Just want to remind everybody that tonight's show is a old 
Rerun, a very popular show. Uh, many of you heard that my brother Mars uh, was admitted to the hospital, uh, getting back surgery, and spent, ended up spending more time at the hospital than I thought, and so was unable to do a live show. Uh, also, I want to say Happy New Year's to the family and friends of uh, Five Smooth Songs. Uh, but yes, this show tonight is one of my favorite shows of all times, just talking about what Five Smooth Songs is. And I picked it because to play tonight because it really goes over a lot of topics. If y'all want to hear a show that's talking about a lot of different topics, this will be the show. So hopefully you will enjoy it. We'll be right back. Uh, just about to take a little break here on the show. Again, this is an old rerun of Five Smooth Stones, some of the things we did up to that point. Of course, we've done a lot more things. We've probably quadrupled what I'm talking about on the show. But anyway, uh, this is to give you an idea of what Five Smooth Stones is about. Hopefully, you'll enjoy this episode. God bless your family. to gold or would like to actually have it in your possession call Midas Resources today at 1-800-686-223 Okay, well, si well since he's, this, this is a commercial I'll go ahead and take the liberty and just give a little bit more information Next week we'll go back to the fi family format Family, those of you families uh, from the Douglas County family listening we'll go back to that format on next week Okay, today uh, as you know we have one Tuesday where we do a public show and then one Tuesday where we'll do a uh, a, pro, uh, a excuse me a family show. So this is the week to do a public show, and we have all types of friends and five smooth songs already on the line. I say thank you for tuning in, those of you tuning in, and I do apologize that this is a old rerun, but I promise you, if you just stay tuned, you'll see what I mean. It's a very good show. We hit on a lot of different shows we've done, and then next. Uh, Actually, there's a part one and a part two to this to this uh, particular topic. I'm talking about how well, how good, what have we done as five smooth songs. I talk, I go over a lot of different topics we've covered, and when I go over different topics, some of the topics I go into a little bit, so you get a chance to hear a little bit of uh, a lot of the different shows we did in the past. So, again, there's another part two. There's even more shows than what I'm going to go over tonight, but I do hit at least half of them tonight, and then I do a part two to this. But next week, again, uh, uh, everybody, it will be dedicated to the Douglas County Family Defense Network. It will be our first show of 2017. Again, tonight is for the public. Hopefully you will enjoy this show, okay? Uh, and just for the, those of you that are interested, Mars is doing great. He's fine in the hospital. But like I said, was just unable to pull off a live show because I spent so much time up there, which I should. That's priority. And y'all keep me in your prayers for a speedy recovery from back surgery. God bless your family and friends. Enjoy the show. I appreciate him doing that. And uh, also, I wanted to correct something. Uh, y'all know we now changed the program a little bit, so we no longer have the show on Sunday. We don't cover Rachel Maddow. The only thing we still have from the old format is the New World Order on Thursday. But it's always good to play that clip. I enjoy that, brother. Appreciate everything he have done. Uh, okay. So tonight, 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 what are we talking about tonight? We are just looking back and, and just kind of taking inventory and listening to some of you. Let me know how well we've done. Tonight is your night to uh, greater, so to speak, as the spirit of the Most High leads you. I don't care for your opinion, but let me know what 
you feel the most I would have you to say to me about how we've conducted ourselves. When I say we, I'm talking about me and all the guests that I've had on the show over the last uh, year. Okay, we started uh, according to this thing. It's saying, you know what, I'm, I'm looking at this, but even though I became a member, it said February the 21st, but that wasn't my first show. My first show wasn't until, let me just get this, because this is what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about how five smooth stones been successful. Are we relevant? Are we really talking about things that can make a change, or are we just being religious? Hey, I swallow my pride. I could be a religious person. I could be just somebody just getting into deep stuff. Maybe I can be divisive. Some of y'all think I'm racist, which I don't understand that because I don't even believe in white people or black people. We're the same people with different degrees of melanin, so it's very hard to be a racist um, when you believe like I believe. Uh, but uh, I'm looking at the, the, the shows here. We haven't been on. We started a show, uh, and I missed the anniversary. It was actually March the 19th. Ain't that something? I didn't even realize that we uh, have been on past a year. But March the 19th, 2011, is our first, was our first show. So... Guess we missed that, and then uh, now we're all the way up to today is uh, see here. I'm John Burr with me looking at the calendar. So today is the tenth. So looking like we've been on about a year and year and about a month. So we should have did some for the anniversary. But anyway, all this time, what have we been doing? We've been dividing people, pissing off white people, pissing off black people. Have we been uniting? Have we been dividing? Have we been building up the body of Christ? Have we been edifying the true church? Have we been encouraging y'all? Some of y'all have listened to several shows. So I want to put some of y'all on the spot. No, I ain't going to do that. Just just like I asked, please type in in the chat room. Uh, I want to shout out to Brother David. Uh, I can never say this brother's last name, so I ain't going to even disrespect him like that, just call him Brother David. But I want to welcome everybody to the chat room, those guests, and uh, those of you on the phone lines. Just, again, thank you all for being here early. But you got to tonight, I need to hear from you. Uh, how are we doing? Have we reached the goals, you know, when you all first came to the show, and you read the goals on the site? You know, how we're to uh, talk about the the dispersed Israelites. And, you know, we had a lot of shows talking about that. Um, what do y'all think? Do you think I've abandoned that topic? Or do you think I hit it enough? Because I know we've had over 10 shows talking about who the real Israelites are, how they've been dispersed, and et cetera, et cetera. So let me just type this real quick. Please feel free. So as I type right now, please feel free to spiritual grade us. That's what I want tonight. I want your spirit to read. I want you to listen to your spirit, not your carnal man. Um, but I want your spirit to grade us tonight, okay? Simply put, I want your spirit to grade us tonight. Let us know how we've been doing. Again, we're not looking for man's 
approval. This is why I say spiritual. What do you think the Most High would say to me through you? Not that I need you to say anything to me, but, you know, we we help each other. It's just that simple. All right? So tonight we're talking about five smooth stones, what it's done, how it's helped people. Now, the five stones, once again, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, you just popped in the chat room and you don't know what this brother is talking about when you say five smooth stones. When I say five smooth stones, I'm talking about five topics that we've talked about so much on this show. I mean, it's mainly what the show is all about, these five topics, and they are not in any certain order. They are the revelation of who the real Jews are the revelation of who the real Israelites are. We have talked about it to death. I mean, not we'll talk about it to life. I should say it different because I don't want to make it like we've harassed people or we've been a burden. We've talked about this and talked about this and talked about this and talked about this and have had guests on the show and have presented archaeology documents, have presented all type of documents via the Internet we talked about this so many different ways. We proved who Israel was using scripture. We proved who Israel was just common sense. We proved who Israel was with archaeology's findings. We proved who Israel was DNA, scientifically, socially. Like I said, we've talked about this a lot. So, we talked about that. The second stone, again, not in no certain order, is white supremacy. We have beat this demon blind, revealing to the world, and anybody well, anybody that listens to this show, more appropriately I should say, we have beat white supremacy down. This whole philosophy of white people being superior, white people thinking superior, white people intellectually superior, we have had a show for one while every Tuesday, which we no longer have, which is what the brother was talking about earlier in the, in the uh, promo clip, but he was saying we have racial matters on Tuesday. We don't have it anymore, but we beat the devil crazy on that show. We talked about racial kids, mixed kids, mixed marriages. What does that mean? And just all type of racial truth to expose this demon of this philosophy that pushes this philosophy of white supremacy. We have just beat it down. Another stone of the five stones is the one world government. We still have that show every Thursday. Every Thursday we're trying to figure out, looking to the Most High to lead and guide us, to figure out what is this demon-possessed group of people calling themselves the New World Order, what are they trying to do with the people of the Most High? We talk about it, 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 and we talk about it. And we talk about so many things on this. We aren't done. But here are some of the comments, the subjects that have been mentioned. That there's a fake war on terror We are the terrorists Going around terrorizing the world Blaming others as terrorists We talked about 9 being a joke And that those towers was pulled down By nothing more than the United States government We've proven that 
We talked about the Bilderberg Group. We talked about Bohemian Grove. We talked about Brainwash. We talked about Counseling for Relations, CIA. I uh, mentioned Club Aroma a few times. Uh, Brother Joseph Johnson has. We talked about uh, debt being slavery. We talked about um, dictatorships, government, different types of government, how the democracy don't always fit. We've talked about this new world order. We talked about the Federal Reserve. We talked about this fractional reserve banking system. <laughs> We've talked about uh, Alex Jones and, and, the, and the, 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 the Walmart of all websites on the new world order. Truth11.com. If y'all know about that, I don't know what to tell you. Truth One One is a Walmart. All these other websites is like storefronts. Truth One One has it all in one place. Talked about the Rothschilds. Talked about the World Trade Organization. Talked about the World Health Organization. Talked about the United Nations. Talked about just so many things, folks. That's one of the stones, one of the messages I feel called to preach, one of the stones, one of the topics. So we've named three. My favorite. My favorite to talk about is this subject or this stone, stone number four, that we call leprosy. Because if you get this one revelation, what the origin of white skin is, all this other stuff is, it kind of just jumps in your head. It makes a lot of sense. White supremacy isn't going to make sense unless you understand that white people come from black people. Because when you look on the surface at black people, they do look superior, inferior to white people. If you just walk around and just look and you will smart, the way white people rule over us in every single aspect of life, it's got to be something wrong with us intellectually, one would think. But once you get this revelation of leprosy and understand DNA and the black gene being dominant, how all skin colors come from this black gene, this black dominant color. Or as the Bible said, we probably should stick with what the scripture said, the most high made men are the dust of the earth. That's why I like to say dust colored people, dust colored people. Every skin color comes from dust colored people. All other skins are new, rare. They're not Forerunners, the forerunners were brown, dust-colored people. All the other ethnos come from that. Albinoism, vitiligo, is the origin of white skin. It's the same color as it. Why do we not think it's a different? It's a different skin. When a black person use their lose their pigmentation, they're the same color as white people. If you don't look at their hair, you wouldn't even know the difference. And don't go to India or Pakistan in that area because their hair is full of moisture like white people have a tendency to be straight. And when they have albino, I did a show on this. I've been talking about this forever. When you see an albino in India and Pakistan, well, you won't ever see one. You won't ever, ever, ever see one because unless they have vitiligo and they half black, half white. They're all white, you're not going to know them because of their hair. You're going to think you're looking at a white person. And when you go to talk to them and say, well, how long have you been here from England? They're going to say, they're going to talk Indian. They're going to look at you crazy. They're going to get offended because they're not white. And that solves the mystery. 
We often say it, oh, Seth, I've been hearing this all my life. Not all my life, but since I've been teaching, they've been saying, oh, white people are not albinos. Look at albino hair. Their hair is, is, has the texture of ours. And I always say, what about the ones in India? And they kind of look funny. Well, I went to India, and I'm telling you all, you won't even know it. You won't see one. You say, oh, I haven't seen an albino. You see people that are like all over the place, but you're not going to see no white person in India. Because I mean, you're not going to see no person that has albinoism, that's an albino, because you are going to think they're just a white person visiting India. It's the biggest mystery. It's, that's why I love teaching that, because once she's – and I actually have a video where I actually show you this guy from India who's an albino, and it's the funniest thing because when everybody looks at the video, they're like, okay, where's, he, where's the albino? You're looking at him. He says he's an albino. But you're like, What? He just looks like he's from uh, London or England or Scotland. I know, I know. The truth is often stranger than fiction. I promise you that message is soaked in love. I have no hatred for white skin, black skin, brown skin. I'm just trying to show the scriptures in Leviticus 13 what truly is leprosy. It's nothing more than white skin. And Moses' hand became leprous as snow. And Moses' hand became white as snow. And Miriam became leprous as snow. And Miriam became white as snow. The word leprous and white is the same. Last but not least, I don't mention this stone a lot. I don't mention this topic a lot. Stone number five. I don't mention it because it's mostly what I talk about, and that is the solution. What is the solution to all of this? This kingdom that is coming, and the one who's going to head up this kingdom, and how this kingdom is going to squash all of the governments according to the book, the Bible we're talking about. This is a solution. So I try to preach the principles of the kingdom because this kingdom is going to outlast all of the kingdoms. No matter what you do, my friend, in your life, if you're not doing things according to the kingdom, they won't stand. They won't last. It's the only reason we remember people like Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. because they stood for what was right according to the kingdom, according to the most high way of doing things. I keep saying kingdom, but kingdom just means a king's domain, what a king ruled over. And the most high, when he rules over your life, you follow his principles, people are going to talk about you forever. You'll never, ever, ever die. You'll never, ever, ever die. So we talk about the kingdom and all of the thousands of laws, principles that it's about. Most high is about taking care of his children those that walk up right and seek his face. So that is a solution. That's that's more I got more information than that last one in all four of them combined. The solution. The solution. What he has given us as believers to survive on this planet. The solution. The solution. The fifth stone. How he has given us the power to walk as he walked. The Bible says of these of, of these gifts, speaking of the gifts, we partake of his divine nature. By us using these gifts, tell my second uh, second Corinthians twelve, well, first Corinthians twelve, I believe I got that right. A little fuzzy tonight. Again, I got the sniffles and they're beating me up. 
But, folks, we have been talking a lot over these last year and a month we just found out. And I want to know from you all tonight, what do you think? Have Brother Seth and his guests nailed it? Have we? Let me just kind of share some of these numbers. I'll, I'll, let's just go with some numbers. Uh, let y'all get a feel of what we've done. I did this earlier, but this is how we've been doing. I'll mention this later on in the show. We, I actually joined in February. Didn't start programming until March. Since then, 20,446 people have looked at the profile. 36 people, 36 shows out there on Blog Talk. I personally follow when I got the time. Following me, 158. Now, believe it or not, that's a lot. Uh, for whatever reason, it's very hard. Some people have been on Blog Talk for years and have 15, 20, 30, 40. I don't know why it is, but they do. Listen, how many listens do you have, Brother Seth? That means how many people actually, how many how many times were shows played? How many times were shows played? 18,859. If you look in the uh, chat room, move down. Did I put it there? Oh, no, I didn't. Let me try to do that real quick for y'all. I don't know if this will fit, but I'm going to try to put this in the chat room for you. So this, this is what we've been up to. This is what we've been doing, but what does it mean? What does it mean, Brother Seth? That's what we got to find out. What does it mean? All this, have we just been wasting time? Are we religious? You know, do y'all think that this would help the young people, what we what we share, or is this old folks stuff? Is this something just for old people? I mean, for real, people my age, I'm not old, but maybe the youngsters don't get it. I disagree with you. I've shared it with many young people, and they do get it. But some of y'all might say, Brother Seth, I, I don't feel that. It, it's not. There it is. Well, I show the profile views following. And now let me show the other ones right here. Anyway, if you look in the chat room, you'll see the stats. You'll see how I've been doing how we've been doing, because it ain't been me. Lots of guests been on, me only. All right, so there we go. And if you look in the chat room now, you should be able to see the, the, the stats, how we've been doing. Like I said, profile views, 20,446 people have looked and said, who is this guy? Who is this organization? Who is these people called Five New Stone? I follow personally 36. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which ones it is. Y'all can look and probably find out if you really want to. Following uh, me, uh, we have 158, and then 18,000 people, 18,000 times shows have been played, 18,859. All right, now let's talk about the shows and uh, what they mean, what some of the topics. And y'all tell me what y'all think. The first show we did was called Righteousness is a Gift. Not of works. Shall we send in? The reason why I did this show because there were so many Israelites all through over Facebook and MySpace and everywhere really uh, coming into the revelation of how that we are the true Israelites. And these Israelites all over Facebook and YouTube have been pretty much uh, preaching law that we got to keep the law, all of the law, and we justify by the law. And y'all know that ain't going to fly in the kingdom of the Most High. No flesh can glory in the presence of the Most High. So I had to do a show to address this, and that was the very first show. 
We did a part one, part two, and lots of people have listened, hundreds have listened to those shows uh, since March uh, 19th. Okay, so that was, uh, we did one on, on March 19th. We did one also on March 26th. Um, um, lots of people have listened to those shows. Okay. All right. Almost 500 people to give it, to be correct, to be exact. Then we did with our next, our very, that was our first show, was Righteousness to Give. Our next show was amazing proof of black biblical Jews, amazing proof of black, black biblical Jews. Here's where we got to the nuts and bolts of how we know we're Israel. Looking at chapters like Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, we went there, we went there. As a matter of fact, let me give you a sample of just one of that. One of this, just, we're just having a little fun here. So we kind of, oh, It's not quite open for them, but I just want you just to we'll revisit some of these old Clips, just just a few of them. So check this out. This is one of the clips we played when talking about who the true Jews are. It's about seven minutes. Just check this out. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 5. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. The scriptures also proclaim in Deuteronomy 29.1, These are the words of the covenant, which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, beside the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. Exodus 19.5-8 now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people, and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord hath spoken we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. Daniel 9.11 Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. Hosea 4.6 My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. John R. Moore wrote, 
Understanding biblical prophecy and black history can set the record straight, where certain myths can be corrected in terms of showing that black people were never cursed because of their black skin, as promoted by the slave masters and other supremacists. Neither were they a genetically inferior race. The curses placed on Israel will help to identify who the real Hebrew Israelites are. The majority of biblical readers, including the black population, who were led to believe that all of their misfortunes were as a result of being an inferior race, have never recognized or understood these curses. This lie caused many black people to become ashamed of their history and ancestry, thereby cutting off their direct link to the Most High. All of the following curses were unleashed on the children of Israel and not on mankind in general, because it was with Israel's forefathers that the covenant was made. Leviticus 26, 14 through 26 outlines the curses that would be heaped upon Israel because of its disobedience. Romans 11:8, According as it is written, Yah hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, unto this day. Since black people suffer from an identity crisis, Isaiah 1, 3, they are not aware of their true identity as Israelites, the special relationship they share with Yah, or what sins they have committed against Yah. For this reason, they are unable to confess these sins while continuing to go against Yah's laws. Black Israelites in general do not understand why so much misfortune is befalling them, and this makes it difficult to comprehend the severity of the punishments confronting them. Leviticus 26:14-15. But if ye will not hearken unto me, and will not do all these commandments, and if ye shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgments, so that ye will not do all my commandments, but that ye break my covenant, I will also do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, and the burning ague. That shall consume the eyes, and cause sorrow of heart, and ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you, and ye shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and ye shall flee when none pursueth you. The enemy of true Israel has slaughtered black people for centuries. Historical slave records estimate that over 100 million black men, women, and children perished during the Middle Passage on their way to the Western Hemisphere. In fact, so many dead and dying black Hebrews were thrown overboard that sharks often followed the slave ships. The survivors who arrived in the Americas had to dodge being burnt alive, lynched, tortured, murdered, mutilated, and dehumanized, activities that continued long after legal slavery was over. Leviticus 26:36, And upon them that are left alive of you, I will send a faintness into their hearts in the lands of their enemies, and the sound of a shaken leaf shall chase them, and they shall flee as fleeing from a sword, they shall fall when none pursueth. And they shall fall upon one another, as it were before a sword, when none pursueth. And ye shall have no power to stand before your enemies. About 30% of America's founding fathers owned over 1,300 slaves. Slaves were also owned by 11 of 16 United States presidents during the time of slavery. As pointed out in the scriptures, those which hate you shall rule over you was clearly seen in those who formed the government of the United States, as they could not contain their intense hatred of the children of Yah. Even the Declaration of Independence did not address the slave trade, slavery, or the plantation system, so the assurance that all men are created equal did not apply to the slaves. Joel 3, 3-6 And they have cast lots for my people, 
and given a boy for a harlot, and sold a girl for wine that they might drink. The children also of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have you sold unto the Grecians, that ye might remove them far from their border. All right, that gives you a sample of what y'all miss, been missing, those of you that didn't catch those early shows. Uh, that was a show where we dealt with the Israelite question, who the real Jews are. And um, so if you missed it, you missed it. Um, I just listened to that clip. I mean, I just enjoy listening to that particular uh, brother just break that down, you know. And uh, we broke it down ourselves, you know. I did. We did a whole lot of breaking down. And I think one, even one show, we had a debate, and uh, always putting out more truth, more truth, more truth. So that was one of the shows that uh, that was a typical show uh, of amazing proof of black biblical Jews, and we did that that like oh, I think we did that like uh, let's see, part three. I see part three. We just did it. It just became a weekly show there for about two months. All right, so then we deal with uh, the Federation. We do have some call, the Federation of International Israelites. This is when I tried my best to reach out to Israelites in other countries, having a call into the show. We were successful the first three weeks, but I kind of gave up because it was so hard to give, like, for instance, the Limba people. It was so hard to get them to call, and I just didn't know if they were just afraid. They said they couldn't afford the cost, you know, a lot of our people are struggling. So I just never could hook up with them, but I was able to hook up with the, the Israelites in Demona had a brother on, and then uh, Brother Dawid from, uh, excuse me, he came on. I believe that brother lived in, uh, I forget where he lived at, um, somewhere in Europe. But uh, this brother's a strong brother. A lot, a lot, I know a lot of y'all know Brother Dawid uh, Maccabees. So that was a show where we was trying to link up with our brothers and sisters in the diaspora. I may revisit that. My wife and I started to collect uh, all of the different names of groups all over where we could uh, um, really just make a website. Like, uh, you know, you go to somebody's websites and you type in a zip code and you'll find uh, the nearest Walmart or the nearest whatever store Sears. Well, I was trying to set up something like that for the Israelites where you can just type in a zip code and it'll tell you the nearest um, worship center of these Israelites and what they believe in and, and, and even get a clip of their, of their service. Uh, this is something we was trying to do. Again, uh, for those of y'all just popping in the chat room on the phone lines, again, this is Brother Seth. This is Five Smooth Stones. We're just simply looking at Five smooth stones and and just looking at what we've done and trying to assess how we can uh, do things better, successes, and, yes, eventually even defeats or things we did that we can do better. That's what we're doing tonight, just talking about five smooth stones, previous shows. I'm going to probably play some more clips of some previous shows, so it's going to get even better. So y'all just stay tuned. I want to hear y'all's opinion on some of these, uh, some of what you hear, okay? And uh, but uh, anyway, that that was one of the things uh, Arlene and I, my wife, was trying to do is start up something where 
every Israelite can just type in their zip code and see where the nearest centers are near them, just like any other denominations, a lot of the denominations they have. Not that we're trying to be a denomination, but we're just trying to be organized, you know, because our brothers and sisters want to be taught correctly. They want to know who they are and how it relates to their life today. So that's that's what this was all about, no other reason, just trying to, you know, share the little truth we've learned that have helped uh, revolution uh, our lives in, in, in certain aspects. Now, having said that, um, let me do this. Let's look and see here. Somebody is uh, trying to text me, and they know how to do that. Anyway, I think, um, hopefully y'all can still hear me. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you can't hear me, uh, if you can't hear me on the phone lines, press 1. Uh, well, if you can't hear me, of course, you won't know to do that. Y'all bear with me. I'm trying to do three things here one time. Just give me a second. I got a little beep, and I don't know what that's for. I think I'm okay. Uh, I see Brother, the only number I recognize is Brother Gabriel. Brother Gabriel, can you hear me okay? Just press 1 and then press it again. I won't bring you on the phone line, nothing like that. Just press 1 and then press it again. Lift your hand up and then put it down. That's all. And that will tell me you can hear me okay. All right. Okay, now press it again. Okay, there we go. Appreciate it. So I, I'm I'm still good. I just heard this beeping, you know. But anyway, so and and, and brother Gabriel, good to see you again, my brother. This is one brother that really I always look to see, learn some things from him. He may not think so, but I have, and uh, hopefully have learned some things. But I always like to see him on the phone lines. And some of y'all others, only if you're naming names and forget somebody. So anyway, let's look at some of these other shows we've had. We had some very interesting shows, very controversial shows. We had one show where these, uh, I guess they didn't like the fact I was attacking their country, our country, because I live in the same country. And out of nowhere, we had like 200 people. I don't know what group. I think it was the Klan or something. 200 folks showed up in a chat room. We had like 40 people on the show, 35 or 40 people already listening. And all of a sudden, these people show up and just take over the chat room. I mean, it was like 237. That's how many it was. I mean, they just, just took over. Let me just, I'm going to tell you how the date this happened. This was a trip. I mean, and then they start calling the phone lines as well as um, uh, they just saturated the chat room. And they were saying all kind of crazy stuff, and they really was offended at what I was saying about the United States. You know, I don't know if somebody, I was wondering, how did all of them know the call at the same time? It must be an organization. These people are somebody, this was on uh, September the 7th, 2011. Maybe there was some part of some governmental thing to combat people talking about 911. Now that I'm looking at the date on this, because I didn't think of that. But, I mean, 237 folks came from nowhere and just started. I mean, you couldn't even see. I don't know if you ever seen that many people in the chat room before, but when you had that many people in the chat room, the line, instead of it moving like a little bit, then up a little bit, it was just flowing. You couldn't even read it. It was flowing so fast up. Because when everybody started chatting, I guess whoever this was, the organization must have told them, go into this chat room, bombard this guy. He's against the Gus. He's against the United States or he's again white people, whatever they warped mind thought, and just started saying all, anything. Everybody started typing at the same time because you couldn't read nothing in that chat room. I've never seen a chat room fly like that. 
And then they used to sing to, sing to the phone lines, and when I would go to the phone lines and say, you're on the air, they say something stupid and hang up. Then the next one say something stupid and hang up. Then the next say something stupid and hang up. I guess it was like eight or nine people didn't find me. I just quit answering the phone because, you know, and all I wanted to talk was like, I must have hit the max uh, on the phone line because, you know, I can only have so many. I think it's like 50 or something, but I must have been right at over 50. I mean, at 50 because it was full of people wanting to talk. So that tells me when you start messing with the devil, he's going to show up. That's all that tells me. But uh, anyway, let's move on and talk about the different shows we've, we've had. The Federation of International Israelites, again, was trying to reach out to different Israelites, uh, talk about uh, what it's like to live in South Africa, what it's like to live in as an Israelite, what it's like to live in East Africa as an Israelite, what it's like to live in uh, Ethiopia as a limb, I mean, as a uh, beta Israel. Some people like to say philosophy. They don't like their word. But get some philosophers on the line from Ethiopia. I know a lot of them live in Israel now. And uh, get some people from in- India. Get some people, because there's some Indian uh, uh, Israelites, believe that. I've seen several groups in India claim to be uh, of the of the David's uh, lineage, of Jacob's lineage. Uh, then uh, they're, they're all over. I even believe some Chinese are. I mean, this thing is deep. It's so deep. The Most High truly scattered his people throughout the four corners of the earth. So anyway, then we uh, had, of course, the One World Watch Society. Our first show on that was uh, March the 25th. We've been doing that since then. Uh, and then uh, every week we would have that uh, One World Government ever since, every One World Watch Society. We even haven't changed the name on that. Everything else had pretty much changed a lot. And then uh, we had a show on the One World Watch Society, our most popular show, one of our most popular shows of all time. Um, I'm not going to give you all the numbers because it ain't important, but it's high. It's our most popular show was on demons. Uh, it says One World Watch Society late night show, Real Demons. That was the name of the show. Man, I got so many people calling about that, calling and commenting. And then we revisited the whole righteousness is not a gift because Israelites kept coming out at me talking about, no, brother, you need to keep that law. And I was trying to let them see the law was a, uh, was given to us for a season. It was, it was to be a, uh, what's the word? Uh, the scripture says it's, it's, the law was a schoolmaster. It was to lead us into something much better. It was just a guide. It wasn't that we're supposed to try to be justified by it because nobody could keep it. Scripture says your righteousness, talking to righteous people, talking to people we think were righteous, your righteousness is as filthy rags. And these are people that kept the Shabbat. These are people that followed the feast days. These are people that women didn't dress like our women dress. I mean, they, they had it so much more better than we have in terms of getting closer to those precepts and laws, but the Most High said, your righteousness is as filthy rags. What makes these Israelites in 2012 think that they can go and redig this law up and now they don't come across some new fountain of youth that they can now claim that this, uh-uh, it ain't like that. We're not, none of us is justified by the law. 
I'm serious on that. And then uh, just moving right along, April the night. Anybody want to comment on any of this I'm saying? Just hit one on the on the phone line. If you're in the um, chat room, just press one. I mean, uh, type your question if you're in the chat room. Um, but anyway, uh, on the 9th of April, we had our first show on leprosy. I was so excited because, as y'all know, leprosy is my favorite. We called it Bible leprosy. Then in parentheses we had albinoism slash vitiligo and the origin of white skin. My goodness. You know what shocked me on that show is more white people got into what I was saying than black people. I don't know. It's just amazing how brainwashed we are as a people. Most high have mercy upon us. But, uh, yeah, one worldwide society, we dealt with real demons. I mean, we dealt with uh, vitiligo. That was on the 9th of uh, April. Bible leprosy, albinoism, vitiligo, and the origin of white skin. And then on the t- on the 10th, another show, Amazing Proof of Black, Black Biblical Jews. And then on the 13th, the Federation of International Israelites. On the, uh, on the uh, 15th, one worldwide society. Real Demons, we visited again. Again, another popular show. My goodness, I love these numbers I'm looking at. I wish all my shows had this many people. And maybe we, maybe that's a sign that we should talk more about the spiritual realm because people want to know who is our enemy. What are we fighting against? It's more than just demons, but it truly is a part of our enemy. All right, and then on the 20th, we did have another Federation of International Israelites trying to hook up with other Israelites all across the world. Uh, one World Government Late Night Show uh, on the 22nd, Bible Leprosy, Part 3. On the 23rd, Major Proof of Black Biblical Jews. On the 24th, 27th, the Federation of International Israelites. On the 29th, the One World Government again. We This is Part 5 on demons. I'm telling you, people just kept, we kept getting, you know, People seem more interested. And so uh, this is what we did every week, every week, you know, on Tuesday. Uh, let me see here. But we hadn't started the uh, racial matters yet, so I uh, look like I'm trying to see what days we'll be doing this. I just got the dates. But anyway, folks, we've been talking about leprosy. We've been talking about proof of biblical Jews. We've been trying to hook up with the Israelites all over the in the diaspora, all over the planet. And as y'all know, I've been to 24 countries, and when I go to these countries, oftentimes what I'm doing is I'm looking for a people that fit the characteristics of Deuteronomy 28. When I meet people that do meet the character, the, the characteristics of Deuteronomy 28, of people that's going through those specific, specific, and I do mean the word specific, those specific prophecies, those curses that's supposed to be upon Israel. Remember, Israel ain't just curse, curse, curse. If they obey as a nation, the Most High said he would bless them and bring them uh, up to statue. They would actually, all the nations of the earth would then bow to them. They would then become servants to Israel. So Israel is not just some nation. That's always curse, 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 curse. And I get tired of hearing people presented like that because who want to be who want to claim their even if it's their own uh, heritage if they know they're about to just become cursed, cursed, cursed nobody want to hear that you're Israelite, you're cursed, cursed, cursed and everything you do is cursed 
No, that's not true. The nation is operating under a curse. But individually, Brother Gabriel, Brother David, and all of you guests who I don't know your names and those on you on the phone line, uh, if you obey your personal life, you will be blessed. Your family will be blessed. You can be healed. Your finances can be blessed. Everything about you can be blessed. But you will be like Christ. All that power, he broke down and cried for his people. It's the only time we know that Christ wept. When he went to raise Lazarus, begin to see all the doubt and unbelief of his people. He mourned. So you'll mourn for Israel. You'll mourn for Jacob because these are your cousins, your brothers. You'll mourn for them. You're going to shed some tears. I don't mean to curse nobody, but it's the truth. You're going to pain for your people. But that don't mean you have to walk in a curse. I never will ever preach that. It's not true. We are blessed and highly favored as long as we keep the most high. Number one in our life. Then I started doing some different things on uh, the 6th, on the 11th of June. I made a statement because I started preaching this leprosy thing, and I wanted people to really understand leprosy. And I did a show that was, I called it, If Mankind Never Sinned, There Wouldn't Be White Skin. You would think a whole lot of white people would get upset. Nope, nope. I'm telling you, most of these topics ain't the more black people than white people. And what I was trying to show is there won't be any tall people. There won't be, I'm talking about excessive tall people, like, you know, eight foot, seven foot. It wouldn't be those people. Uh, The most high made this prototype, which was Adam. And when we start going too tall, when man wasn't originally tall, those who got problems with their joints because it's something abnormal, abnormal, you know, unnatural. When they start growing, you know, somebody walk around three feet, they're too short. Those people suffer. If your natural state, I'm not talking about your over, just your natural state, causes you pain, that's obviously not what God made. That's not what he designed. So being too tall, you know, or too short, that's not his prototype. That's not what he designed. Losing uh, hair, that's not his design. No, really, it's not his design. It started... It's a, it's a reason people lose hair. It has to do with transgression. It's a reason women can't have children. It don't mean that those particular people are evil. No, it's just sin on the planet. Just like animals used to be very gentle. Now they will kill you in a second, especially if you're in Africa, safari. They kill you in a second, but it used to not be so. But due to sin, the nature of the beast changed. So. The nature of animals changing its beast. So I start talking about also we begin to lose pigmentation. That's another thing we lost is the ability to produce a covering over our body called melanin, which is nothing more than this dust that the Most High spoke of. We talk about that. We talk about that. We talk about that. We've talked about that so many times. But this show was called If. Mankind never sinned. There would never be white skin. And that, that, that message is soaked in love for all people. Ain't no hatred. So if y'all know people that, you know, 
you know, they, they, they're very curious about this lepers, leprosy thing. Maybe you. Go and listen to that show. Write this date down. It's on the 11th of June. Some shows I present documents. Sometimes I bring scientists, science, uh, audio, Dr. Pukram, Julius, uh, what's her name? I uh, can't think of her first name right now, but Dr. Pukram, P-O-K-R-U-M. I had her on. I didn't have her live, but I have audio clippings of her talking about melanin because once you understand melanin and the power of this so-called dark skin or this brown skin or this dust-colored skin, once you see the properties inside of there, you will all of a sudden become a strong believer in this whole leprosy teaching because you will see that with something as powerful as melanin, we got to be covered with it. we got to have that covering our body. And you begin to see the, the, the geniusness of our father, you know, and Dr. Pukum, I can't do as good as she did, but basically she was just saying that all the elements, all that is inside of this thing called melanin is what's in, what's in the earth. And she was just talking about, I mean, when you hear about it, you have, I don't know about y'all, but I happen to think of, of our white brothers and sisters and say, man, if I heard this and I wasn't a dark-skinned person, and I was a so-called white person, I would probably get jealous. Because when you hear this doctor, and Dr. Pukum is no shady doctor. I mean, this is a very well-respected doctor. But she ain't the only one saying all type of white doctors say the same thing. You know, I'm just talking about for those that think this is a racist thing. She goes off into talking about these properties and, and, and melanin, and it's just amazing. And then, you know, I go and do shows where I talk about uh, uh, the thing that caused plants to become uh, white, white plants, and also albino animals. It ain't just humans that lose pigmentation. It's plants. It's called leucism, L-E-U-C-I-S-M, L-E-U-C, as in Charlie, I-S-M. Lucism, and that's when plants lose their pigmentation. They lose their glory. You know, you'll see a days of a uh, uh, garden full of beautiful flowers, red blossom flowers, and then you'll see a white flower right in the middle of it. You will see if you look long enough. You'll see all this pretty green, and then all of a sudden you see a white flower. It's not to say that the white flower ain't beautiful. I'm not on that. I'm just saying it's a mutation. These mutations that 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 the earth produce. Is is serious. This is serious stuff. And every single time you see any kind of reports on these mutations, especially where animals are concerned, they're always uh, said to be weaker. Did I create that? Did I start that? Am I the most high? Don't get mad at me. This is just science, folks. I ain't got no kind of power over none of this. I'm just a just a student, and if some of y'all can correct what I'm saying, please do, because I have erred, erred before. But on this, good luck, because I've been studying this over 20 years. So anyway, leucism is in plants and uh, in, in animals. They call it also what they call it in uh, adults, albinoism. But there's all kind of white animals, white, white horses, white, anything you can see that's an alive you can have an albino. And if you think I'm lying, just type in the word albino 
plants or, or albino animals, and you will see everything under the sun, why even insects. Some of y'all that's like me was raised in lower income housing, not meaning everybody raised in income housing have roaches. I'm not saying that at all. Please. All kind of nice homes have, but I'm just saying low income housing because a lot of people just know, just are not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mature or respectable or, or whatever word you want to throw in there. They don't oftentimes keep their houses where they should be. Uh, so a lot of people don't in low income, but not everybody. Because my mother got yard of the month. They kept that sign in her yard. My mother was a queen. She sweeped the streets. I ain't never seen nobody sweeping those streets. But my mother actually swept the streets in front of our place. So we was very clean. But because of neighbors, we would get these roaches. And every once in a blue moon, we would see something very, very, very weird. We'll see a roach that looked like somebody dumped a whole lot of powder on him. And at first we thought, oh, just, you know, me and my brother, you know, just kids being silly, we would mess with the roach and say, look at this roach that's white. We, it, it wasn't no powder on that roach. That roach was born that way without pigmentation. It's true, folks. You say what you want to say, but it's all throughout science. All right, so the origin of white skin is for sure vitiligo, where you lose pigmentation slowly, dark-colored people. And uh, all y'all got hatred for white people. I feel sorry for you because when black people lose pigmentation like Michael Jackson, their white skin that they have is no, it's the same color as white people. Well, how y'all think that we're so much different when our people are the ones that's, I mean, we are the same color once we lose our pigmentation. And so white people definitely come from so-called dark-skinned people. We don't, you don't use the word black. That's a new word. Black and white is a new concept. So I just, that's why I say we're all the same people, different pigmentation. So we have talked about that to death. If nothing else, we've talked about leprosy a lot, lots of shows on leprosy. So moving right along, again, that was on um, June 11th. If mankind never sinned, there wouldn't be white skin. Then we start getting a little fancy. On the 15th of June, the government targets all Israelites as possible terrorists. This show, another blockbuster. Lots of people listen to this show, especially that first one. But it's the truth. I showed Brother Joseph Johnson came on. We showed proof. We gave y'all links. We showed y'all government documents. We showed y'all websites. Uh, this thing they call uh, control. What was that? Oh, any of y'all remember? Just let me know. Anybody on the phone lines remember? Just just help brother took out. But uh, what do they call these centers? Where they got them all over the United States in every major city. They got these. Uh, it's like uh, these little like tiny command posts where they watch anybody that is an Israelite. They even said it. They even put it in black and white. They're watching the Nation of Islam. They're watching militia groups. They're watching the uh, white supremacists, and they're watching the Hebrew Israelites. Why? We don't have a, I don't know, no Israelites that preaches war uh, weapons. But the weapon, my friend, is the very information we're teaching. That's probably worse than having an AK. So, yes, we are on the government target list, those so-called Israelites. And I say so-called because that's what they say, but we, we definitely know we Israel, okay? And uh, we did two shows on that, both unpopular. 
uh, one on the 15th, one on the 17th. Then on the 18th, is there a purpose for the different colors? Y'all see how I keep hitting leprosy different ways? I'm telling you, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Is there a purpose for the different colors of races? And basically on that show, we said that, uh, no. The, I mean, the, yeah, the Most High is going to use all of us, but he don't use us based on color. I don't believe that at all. I don't think he uses us based on our skin color. He base, uses us based upon the mentality that come with the skin color. Like if you have the mentality superior, then you're going to be judged. If you have the mentality that you, you know, are no better than anybody else, then you're going to be blessed. So in that way, yeah, if, you, if that skin color make you, you know, act good or bad, then yes, that's how he, he deals with you. But the most I don't, that, that don't have no weight in the kingdom what color you are, for real. Y'all need to get off there, some of y'all. Then we changed the uh, name slightly on the 25th to the International Israelite Forum, the International Israelite Forum, trying to get the Israelites to come together and just talk about stuff related to Israel. Because on Facebook there's a lot of, you know, different issues with Israelites. Uh, a lot of them stuck on their law. My, 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 my. They just don't understand, and they just really try to be justified by the law. A lot of people uh, try to keep the Shabbat, and, and they they really feel like, you should be holier on one day over the other days. Well, that was true in Israel's time. But the no most high never, I don't think he ever, ever wanted no one day. It just don't make sense. One day you're going to be holier than all the other days. Yeah, that was true before Christ came. But when Christ comes, the Bible talks about how we cease from our labors. Every day is a Shabbat. Every day is a Shabbat. Now, do I believe we should keep the one day? Yeah, I believe you should, but I don't think you need to get legalistic about it. You know, uh, the main Shabbat is in the heart, you know, making sure you have sleep cease from all your fleshly controlling ways of trying to do stuff for yourself. Cease from all your labors and rest. Get that rest that comes with trusting in the Most High and following Christ. It's, it, we talked about this thing too This is another subject I've talked about I don't know which show it was But I'm sure it was in one of those uh, What we talk about righteousness Because people, that, I'm telling you they, they, they get all serious on the Shabbat But all other days They have a very weird Attitude, it's like well these are not As good as the Shabbat I just can't see the Most High saying Well I rest on this day now, you need to rest The fact that he rested don't mean that, I mean, it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. But then it changed to all every day is a, is a Shabbat. Every day is a Sabbath. But I know, I'm, now I want to get off with an argument over that because I do believe in keeping the Shabbat. Again, I do believe in keeping the Shabbat. One more time. I do believe in keeping the Shabbat. But another thing is, when you, it gets tricky when you start talking about, well, what do you do? <laughs> How do you keep it? Some people just do it. They go stand here. Or they don't do this. They don't do that. They make it religious, but their heart ain't right. See, the Shabbat I'm talking about, you always keep it if your heart right. But the Shabbat they're talking about, you know, you can just you have to not rest, not do things on this particular day. Can't do this. Can't do that. Can't do this. And then you read the word, and they always, a lot of people always arguing on the Shabbat. <laughs> but you know, they feel like we're holier than all the other days. It's the craziest thing. Israel couldn't keep it. 
And like Paul said in, in the book of Galatians, why put uh, on these Gentiles some you and your forefathers couldn't even keep? Again, there is a higher Shabbat. There is a higher Shabbat. So is, is Israel to keep the Shabbat? I think they should. Week on Saturday from sundown on Friday, sundown on Saturday, if all possible, you really should keep you know keep that no 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 work if if possible. But we're in Babylon. It's another thing, you know. A lot of us have to work. I mean, have to work almost like you just ain't gonna eat if you don't work. Not saying the most I can't make a way, but I don't know that I would say to people that are just working that you know, they they in jeopardy of hell because especially if they have that. They have the Sabbath from their heart. In other words, they cease from their work, from their labors. You can be not working on a job on the Shabbat and still be working in your heart. By meaning, by that I mean your mind is not serving the Most High. Again, this is what Israel had trouble with, this Shabbat thing. We talk about that to death, to death. But again, do Brother Seth believe it's important to keep the Shabbat? Absolutely, but not like Israel kept it. We have a higher, with the spirit has come now, and the blood has been shed now. Our sins have been washed away now. We have a whole new way. Now we can even enter the Holy of Holies any day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or day one, day two, day three, day four. You know, Israel didn't have that. This is different. It's a different time we live in now. What the priests had to be all holy for, we have it just walking around the mall. We're in his presence. Oh, don't get me started on that. We talked about that, talked about that. Again, we're talking about tonight, those of you that just popped in on the, and if anybody's new on the, in the uh, chat room or in, on the phone lines, we're talking about has five smooth stones been successful? I mean, all these shows we've done since uh, March of last year, have we been successful? Have we helped people? Are we relevant? Are we just totally off cue with what people want, what they're doing, what they're going through? I would definitely argue with you that we're not. I remember when this, when I learned a lot of this stuff, it changed me. I had so many questions about the Most High. Yes, I called myself loving the Most High, the Creator, but I had issues as to why our people seem to be at the bottom of every single area of a- aspect of life, but yet. Yet the people that ruled over us was more wicked than we were. I mean, at least we was in church on Sundays. We were trying to do what's right. We were more forgiving than they were. Like I said, we worshiped in the service more than they did. We seemed to not do a whole lot of things that they did blatantly. Not saying we were better because everybody sinned, you know. But I'm just saying I didn't understand it. And even though I didn't want to acknowledge it, the Most High looked partial. And that's what some of you, if you be honest with yourself, the Most High look like he is partial to the Caucasian. How could people rule in every single aspect of life if the Most High was, wasn't was partial? It's like he looks like he's partial. You know, we do something called Expo 30. Expo 30 is when we talk about 30 areas of life where the so-called black man and black woman is at the very bottom. 30 areas of life where the so-called black man or black woman is at the bottom. I'm going to read these real quick because we talk about them a lot. It's five smooth stones. We talk a lot about this Expo 30, which is, again, 30 areas where we suffer more than any other people, especially in America. Listen to these areas. I'm going to read them real quickly. Every time I mention the area, think of who's at the top, who's at the bottom. 
in the area of religion, I mean, who is taught who? Whites taught us most of the stuff our pastors and preachers be talking about. And that ham curse teaching messed us up for hundreds of years. Believing in our black skin was cursed. Religion, religion. In the era of history, whose history have been hidden, stolen, retold, changed? They're trying to change the whole fact about slavery here in Texas. These textbooks now they're coming out with is trying to make t- slavery look like it wasn't that bad. Our history erased, retold, re- you know, we're told everything other than who we are as a people. Socially, who suffered in the era of socially? From us socializing with other people, who suffer from perspectives the way we're looked at socially? Health and medicine. I don't need to say anything about that. Science and technology. Look how much technology has been used against us to hold us back. Even look at the people, our people that have contributed to science and technology that you never know about. I mean, you know, had it not been for the black history movement on February, we would know a whole lot. But there's science and technology used, technology and science have been used against us, and our scientists and our techs haven't been able to be uh, honored and acknowledged. Housing and zoning, who suffer more with housing issues and zoning issues? Who suffer more environmental issues? Anything having to do with the environment? Whose houses are built around environmentally uh, unsafe areas? Um, images and advertisement. If you was deaf, you couldn't hear nothing. You can just see images. What are the images in America saying? If you just walk into a store, look at the magazines, and don't and you was deaf, you couldn't hear nothing. What is the images saying? The images portray us as these people that's just sports. All we can do is sports. We're entertainers, we're singers. When you look at uh, any kind of governmental magazine or science magazine or high technology magazines or any kind of magazines that's about intelligence and, and forward-thinking people, it's a full of a bunch of Europeans. No offense to Europeans. I'm just being real. It's not, I didn't make this. I'm just conveying what I see. Laws, bylaws, rules. How many laws, bylaws, rules have been used to oppress us and even be made for us? Laws, enforcement, law enforcement. Do I need to say anything about that one? Judicial and judgment. Look how many things we can do and look how we're judged in the court of law versus our uh, white brothers and sisters. Correction and rehab. When we go to prison, get out of prison, all the programs, everything. Who's in prison the most? I mean, <laughs> I don't need to say anything on that one. Okay, so these are some just some errors. I'm naming again. This is Expo 30. Uh, there's I only went halfway through, but uh, look at the area of foreign policy. Foreign policy. Do I need to say anything on that one? We are Satan all around the planet. We are harassing all the nations. CIA officials everywhere. We control a lot of the elections. We got up. We got over 700 military bases. Wow! Defense, army, military. Yes, our people are there. Who's dying on first? Who who is losing more people? Uh, I mean, quartile ratio or population ratio? Who's losing more people? A lot of these young boys going to these armies and navy. They have no clue about politics. And that's that's true about white young boys too. I'm not trying to disrespect the soldiers. We love the soldiers and respect their courage and want to fight for their country, but I'm saying the racism, racism that controls that 
whole thing. You know, all these white men in the uh, Air Force and black men on foot. I mean, it's this thing. It's no, it ain't no stop to it. Foreign affairs, uh, look at that area. News and information. News information that they why come when we look at the news, we can't enjoy the news because it's constantly talking about black man, this black man, that when it's a white man. Everybody know when it's a white man, they don't show the picture. It's the old thing. Every black person know when they don't show the picture, oftentimes it's a white man. If it's a black man, they show the picture right away. And they always miss, and then they show too much thing going in the hood versus in a lot of suburbs area. They do, you know, they kind of get a little flack and they get a little better, but it's very racist. Okay? Census population and control. Census. And population control, census and population control, the whole census thing, very racist. A lot of how they do the census, uh, what new uh, areas get representation. There's there's a lot of racism. My, my wife used to work for the census. I'm telling you, there's a lot goes on. Then population control. I know y'all heard about that forever. Moving right along a little quicker. Uh, political and civic actions. Political and civic action. I don't need to explain that. Entertainment. Uh, the word, If you just don't want to hear nothing about no racism You just want to sit in front of a TV and enjoy yourself You're still getting racism Ask Denzel Denzel is one of the loudest voices in, in Hollywood Speaking out against uh, how hard it is for black uh, people To get uh, respectable roles even to this day Including him He have a hard time Can you believe that Denzel Washington? Yes he did Fights real hard about that Economics Economics is the biggest one out of all 30 of these Economics is so big it's on this list. It's on this list about five times. Economics with regards to vital information. Economics in regards to awards. Who get awards the most money? Who get the most grants? Who gets the most uh, monies, uh, loans, any kind of money that's given to people to assist them? Who get it most? Who get it most? I'm talking about good money. I'm not even talking about welfare money. I'm talking about loans and grants and awards and Okay, who get billed the most, charged the most, low-quality, high bills, billings and penalties, and and who gets that the most? Uh, look at, still on economics, product, quality, and, and quantity. Who gets the most of stuff? Who gets the highest quality? Economics, again, will have, will have to do with jobs. I don't need to, need to say nothing about that one. Sexuality, racism in the area of sexuality, you bet it's there. All the lies about black people is still out there. A lot of lies about sexuality. Fashion and beauty is the one area that's changing the fastest out of all these areas, but you still, even though white people are injecting their lips and injecting their butts to look more like black people, you still got white. That white woman is still the standard in fashion and beauty. Yes, you got a mind and a lot of black girls, they'll sometimes come down to shoot now, but that swirl is still. Very much racist. Just ask any real model or model, and they'll tell you that. Agriculture. Uh, this is a quiet area, but a lot of the farmers and a lot of there's a lot of racism having to do with farming and agriculture. And if you don't believe that, look at this multi. I don't know if it's a billion dollar settlement the farmers just got. There's a lot going on, folks. And last, last number thirty is civil. I left it last because. That's the one we know the most about. I don't have to say nothing about that. Civil rights. Everybody knows we've been mistreated more in that area than anybody else. So these are what I call Expo 30, Expo 30, 30 areas where we suffer more than anybody else. And we talk about this when we deal with the stone or the subject called white supremacy. We deal with the Expo 30 when we deal with the subject of white supremacy. So when you see any of these previous shows and you see uh, white supremacy, 
click on them and you can hear that uh, Expo 30. I break it down more on the shows. Okay, so moving right along, the International Israelite, uh, talking about some more shows. They're getting, they're getting a little bit more aggressive. Um, I'm about to get into some deeper things here. And so before I do that, let me just, just take a little break because I've been talking nonstop, heavy, heavy talking. And I'll just give you all something really good to listen to for the next few minutes. And uh, we'll come right back and finish up uh, with these other uh, subjects, topics we've talked about over the last year. Some of y'all, I'm sure, are going to want to comment on some of these topics when you hear them because some of y'all had issues with them and some of y'all didn't. Some of y'all was glad to uh, um, hear some of this and then others of you were, Man, I don't know why Brother Seth's tripping tonight. I ain't down with that. What are you talking about? You know, so got a lot of flack over the uh, leprosy by a lot of black people, not white people. That's the weirdest, weirdest, weirdest thing. Um, anyway, I'll be right back. Just give me about a three-minute break, and we'll be right back. i got to wet my throat.
Sorry about that. I had my mic off. That's why I hate turning that mic off. Sometimes I forget. So anyway, we're back. We're back, everybody. Um, I've talked myself into just pretty much just tiredness. Um, that's what happened you know, eat a little something. So I did grab a little something to eat. But while I'm chewing here, I want to pick on somebody. Now, I don't know everybody. Uh, some people don't don't like it going into their phone lines because they're chilling. I hope this brother's on mine. I've done it before. He's seen nothing mine. But, Brother Gabriel, I want you to get ready because I want to come to you and ask you about what you think Five Smooth Stones has done, been to you. And I know you're going to keep it real. If I have issues, I know you're going to tell me. And if you've been blessed, you're going to tell me that too. So I know you're going to give me the truth. That's why I'm picking on you. And anybody else want to comment? Uh, Brother David, you're in the chat room. And anybody else, please, um, please let me uh, type your comment and I'll share it with everybody. But I really want y'all to feed, give me a little feedback right now as I try to chew and get some strength here because uh, I'm about fighting something here. So, Brother Gavi, I'm coming here, Erico, 708-903. I want you to go ahead with your question. I mean, go ahead and uh, let me know if this program has been a blessing. And just what do you think of Five Smooth Stones? You've been listening for a good while. What do you think, Brother Gavi? What do you think? First of all, I want to give all praise to the Most High and the only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit. And on the topic at hand, the topic at hand, I've been blessed in many ways. First, you know, it's like a check and balance for me, you know. Check myself and balance myself against, you know, the other people trying to see. Uh, <laughs> basically, check and balance this thing, you know, like the government, you know. Plus, I, you know, get to share with other people and I get to get some new information I don't have, you know, I probably wouldn't be privy to without the show. So I well, say it's a blessing I, in that order. I appreciate that. I know you're one of those persons that uh, you're not easy to appease. I mean, a lot of time I'm thinking you're down with somebody and you'll say, no, I ain't down with so-and-so. And I'll be like, Dad, I thought he would like that. So I know you would speak your mind. And I appreciate that. And I ain't always agree with you. You ain't always agree with me. That's why I like people around me like that, because you can't grow with a bunch of people that always agree with you if you are undeveloped. Now, once right. you have attained knowledge, yeah, you can grow with people that think like you. But, I mean, if you're growing and you're trying to learn, you don't want to be around a bunch of yes men. I don't run a business. I don't run a business yet, but if I ever, you know, and I know it's coming, when it happens, I know it's predestined that, you know, either me or my wife want. I feel more like to or call it to do what I do with the word I know I've been called to, to minister. But my wife haven't, and I believe that uh, if there is a business, she's going to be running it, and I'm going to be doing what I'm doing right now, but on another level. That's what my beliefs are. But uh, I, when, when that happens, I hope that we'll have people on the board for that company that sometimes will tell us to our face, y'all tripping, y'all off, y'all not listening to the most high, like you, my brother. So I appreciate when you when I, when I open up this line because I never know what I'm going to get, you know. So I appreciate you too, just so you know that. I really do. And uh, I just, you know, that's what the show is tonight. We just want to know all these shows we've done, 
is it relevant? You know, are we relevant? Are we? Is this what the people need? You know, you know, brother Raphael, you, do you think it's what the people need? Do you think it's irrelevant? Do you think it's old people our age like it? Can the young people use any of this stuff we be chewing on? Talk to me. Well, I'm at, I'm, me and myself, I'm on, I'm on the in between. I'm like 35, so I don't know where that that falls. But it's, it should be relevant to everybody on the on the earth. Why? Because we all living on this earth. We all have to deal with one another, one way or another, even from afar. Because those from afar can affect us, affect you, and you can't even realize unless you get understanding on many levels, like the oil prices. It can stuff can happen to Iran, and bam, America can better get around and get to work. Long story short, many topics that you deal with is by relations. How you want to? Do, Break them down, uh, racial matters, or however you want to get there. So basically, anytime you're dealing with the ne- learning how to deal with or learning what the issues come from, that is relevant. So that's what I feel. But well, I, I was thinking. I appreciate that. That was well put. And like I, I said, when you, when you say something, I have a tendency to believe it more because I know for a fact you will tell me when I'm off. <laughs> so that's why I open up your phone line because I know you will tell somebody, you know. So well, I want to. I, I, I have one small comment. Will we disagree with it? Only thing you said something today that kind of like I think I probably stayed before on the show because I was never the show tonight. But you used to talk about the Sabbath. From my understanding, well, from the word in the scriptures. It's a perpetual forever for all our generations. That don't mean we, we're not under grace if we don't keep it to the letter of the law. But we should just willingly, as the Bible said in another scripture, willingly sin. So, well, this, 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 so. this is my, <laughs> no, we, we can talk about it just a little bit. We're going to make the whole show out. We only got like 40 minutes left, I mean 20 minutes left. But real briefly, let me say this and then I want you to comment then we can move on. Here's my beat with the Shabbat. It's not with the Shabbat, first of all. It's with people's interpretation of the Shabbat. My thing is this. I watch people that call themselves keeping the Shabbat, and it's weird what they do. They make this day better than any other day. They make this. It's. I just don't see where you can. If the most I say, give me your all, why would you give him 60%, give him 40%, and then reserve the other 60% or whatever that's left of when you do the Shabbat. And when you do the Shabbat, you give them 100%. Then on Monday, you give them 60%. In other words, the Shabbat to me, since Christ, this is what this is what I think. I'm not saying you like this. But I think a lot of people just don't understand really what exactly Christ did. I, I honestly don't think they know. They know he came. They know he shed his blood. But if you were, if you if you try to be justified by what you do on the Shabbat, no flesh can glorify. We all listen. If our forefathers couldn't do it, how we feel we gonna keep the Shabbat the way the Most High say? Now that's the way you keep the Shabbat. I'm happy. No, it's a hard thing, man. It don't have nothing to do with. You know, okay, here's this day. Okay, it's Friday, Sunday. Now I'm going to turn to this angel for the next 24 hours. Uh-uh. It's a hard thing 
They don't have to do it no days no more. I mean, Paul was getting on this one group, and he was saying, I heard that you keep days. And, and he was talking about that. I just don't believe. Now, I think you should do it. I think you should on that day, on the Shabbat, I do think you should cease from labor, cease from your labors. I mean, we're too busy anyway, a lot of us. What's wrong with keeping it? I, I do believe in it. I try to, you know, when, when I'm not working or something, I try to. But I don't get hung up on it because I know that we're called to a higher standard now than just one day. Now we keep that day, but we keep all the days. We were never supposed to return back to work. I mean working in terms of trusting in our own efforts. We're supposed to cease from all our labors. Again, we're not talking about working on a job. You're supposed to cease from manual this, doing things on your own, trusting in your own flesh. You're supposed to cease from all these labors and trust the Most High, and you will enter into this rest. This rest is superior to the rest that you get on the Shabbat. Our forefathers got on the Shabbat when they just didn't work their body. They just didn't work their body. They was, you know what happened on the Sabbath, on the Shabbat. Man, all kind of stuff went down in Israel. They was resting their bodies, wearing white and all this stuff, but their hearts was working. They was violating the scriptures by heart. So now that Christ have come, we're supposed to submit to the most high mind, soul, will, and body, love the Lord, God, with all thy heart, mind, soul, and body. When you do that, the Bible says you keep all, 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 all the commandments. Well, I don't know about the Shabbat. It says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and body, and our neighbors, ourselves. And when you do this, you keep all the commandments. All the commandments hang on this. All of them. Because you have ceased from your rest. That is a type of rest. But most people don't get that. They, they don't even get none of what I just said. They don't understand what I just said. Hopefully you're not like that, but when I say this, and when they read the scripture that Paul is talking about, some of them start dogging out Paul because they don't like Paul because they don't understand it. They don't understand that. They just try to make the Shabbat everything. A lot of people on Facebook, man, I feel sorry for them. They just found out we Israel, and it's like that's the only thing they ever read in the Bible. They don't understand nothing spiritual, nothing. And just while, I'm, while you think about what, you have, what you're going to say to respond to me, Brother Gabriel, just wanted to let everybody know what Brother David uh, said in the chat room. He said, you have been doing a great job, Archie, touching on different topics. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, uh, Brother Gabriel, you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Hey, I, I read this. See, I'm studying to show myself approved. I usually uh, just button in and don't, don't hear the, the matter out. So, Basically, I learned you did, so I'm growing in the spirit and in the, you know, in the knowledge. I don't know if you heard the show the other night, brother. Did you, you heard the show the other night when I had the brother on that was talking about the feast days? and you, uh, Yeah, because you said you agree with some of the stuff, but some of the stuff. Now, that brother right there, I probably shouldn't say this because it's kind of a little negative, but when we first started this Bible study in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, he and I kept clashing. Now, I don't know nobody. I'm going to have to give him some props. I don't know nobody, to me, uh, that have 
showed me their knowledge of the Old Testament, sharpened that brother we had on. So if anybody want to know where to go, go to Israel now on on a blog talk. Listen to that show we did. Uh, that brother, Brother Yahshua, I really enjoy teaching of the Old Testament. I don't know where he get the knowledge from. I ain't never seen nobody heard nobody that goes into details. And I mean, he young. That's what go. That's what blows me away. He about your age. He actually younger than you. And when you see him, you're not gonna think he know what he know because he will show up with a white tee on sometime every once in a while. And you just not gonna believe that this brother will go like he goes. I mean, and I know the most I've taught him because this is a sharp brother. I, I've been I've been to all type of schools, not. Bible schools, I've never really graduated, but I've attended some, and I know a lot of teachers from all over the world, really. But I didn't see nobody as sharp as that brother. But the one thing he couldn't get, and I hope he got it now, the one thing he could not seem to get and grasp is this whole law versus the spirit. He even said, you, you're justified by the law, and then, yes, it, a little grace. One time he said that. You need a little grace, and but mainly it's the law. And it's the extreme opposite. You justified by grace. Ain't no law on justify. You you justified by grace. The Most High gives you a gift of righteousness. He just gives it to you through the blood of Christ. It's a gift. Righteousness is a gift. It ain't nothing you can go. It ain't nothing you can do on no Shabbat that's gonna make you make you in good standing with the Most High. It's your trust in the redemptive work of Christ. That is what makes you as righteous as Christ himself. It is a gift. 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 Even the faith you have to believe what I just said, the Bible says that that is even a gift. So it's all the most high that draws certain people to believe and gives them this gift to believe, and then they get this gift of righteousness. It's a gift. If you don't, the Bible I read, the, the, this book I read, Matthew, the, the Revelation, Genesis, the Revelation, that's what it's preaching. I don't know what these folks talking about. This law, nobody could keep it. It was incomplete. It was a schoolmaster. It wasn't the, the thing that was going to take us to righteousness. And I mean, I've talked about this. Talked to This brother could not get this. He couldn't get it. And I have to lead a study. That's why we're not together right now. It's three of us. It's four of us. And, I mean, we love each other, but, I, you know, and I think he may have toned it down. I've even learned some things about the law. I learned so much about him. I just gave him proper credit here. I said he was a sure one of the sharpest brothers I know. But if you don't understand grace and the blood and the redemption work of Christ, I don't know what to say. That law can't profit you at all, Brother Gabriel. That's what I'm saying. And, and these people, these Israelites on Facebook and YouTube, they really think dressing up like their forefathers, walking up and down New York Street, dogging out white people, no hate, all this hatred in their heart. But on the Shabbat, they turn to little angels. And they feel like they did some, something because they do that. They are so, 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 so wrong. You follow me, man, at all? I got you, bro. I got a response, though. I'm allowed to. Say that again. I say I, I hate to be loud and clear. I'm listening. I follow you too, but uh, I might be somewhere on the brother Yahshua page in this matter. 
the laws that were done away when Christ was uh, hanged on the tree were the laws of sacrifice. And grace was in the Old Testament. That was called mercy. So long story short, grace is not a new thing when Christ came around. It was just established in the order of grace was established. So the point being, we're still under the law because the Bible also says faith without works is dead. What is works? Following of the law. So or, or I can show doing you, the act I can in show, the law. I can so, show you the Bible says that when a woman is in uh, Romans, I want to say 5 or even 5, chapter 5 or chapter 6, it talks about, I think it's Romans 7, where it's talking about how Paul was wrestling with doing right and wrong. He says that a woman, when her husband is dead, is free from that husband. So you are that way with the law. You're free from the law. I mean, I can hear so many, so many, so many, so many. Man, I bet you I can find at least 50 scriptures saying just what I just said. And I don't understand how people can see this over 50 times. I'm going to say 50. I'm going to put that number out there. I bet I can find 50 scriptures that say we're not under the law. We're under grace. We're not under the law. We're under grace. Here's another one. Where there is no law, where there is a law, it says sin is present, but where there is no law, there is no sin. And that's where we get oh. our sin being washed away. There is no law. Now, that don't mean, listen, listen, hold on. That don't mean we don't keep laws. No, 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 no. It just means that our sins are wiped away. But we keep laws all right, big time. And that's what I, this brother, you know, I, I don't think he could ever understand. We do keep laws. But matter of fact, Old Testament, I think it's 613 laws. Under grace, under grace, a New Testament believer might have 16,000 laws. Like, let me show you what I'm talking about. You walk outside, somebody curses you out. Ain't no law to say what to do about that. You may hear some, some might say, spirit might say, don't go downstairs. That's a law. They ain't, they ain't a part of 613. You might be uh, driving on a freeway and, and uh, it says you, you, you're speeding. Well, I don't know if there's a speeding law in the Bible. I know they obey the laws of the land. But there's, there's a whole lot more laws than 613. But now we go by the Spirit. So just when you think I'm saying we ain't under no law, I'm actually saying we're under more laws. But we're given, we're justified by Christ and his blood that was shed. That's what makes us righteousness because none of us can keep the laws. None of us. So I don't know why folks trying to act like they can. I mean, this, this brother actually used to tell me, that you can keep all the laws. We used to argue about this all the time, and I had to lead a Bible study. No, you can keep the laws. No, you can't keep those laws. Nobody could. They're righteous with a filthy rags. And what makes us think that in this decadent generation we live in, in 2012, that we all of a sudden, it's better than them ancient people that was close to the most high. The, the culture was more righteous than we are. They weren't as barbaric. They weren't... I mean, I just, I don't understand why people can't see this. 
Well, can I respond? Because basically, I didn't have a chance to respond. I'm not even going to respond with uh, my my word. I'm going to use the word. You said Romans 7. Romans 7 and 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? A higher forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For if I had not known thus, except the law has said, thou shalt not covet. Let me skip to go to the next one. 8. But sin taken occasion by the commandment wrought in me all manner of conspicuousness. I think that means lust, another word for lust. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment, which was ordained to life, so it's saying the commandments ordained for life, I found to be dead unto death because he wasn't following the commandment. For sin taken occasion by the commandment deceived me. And by it is sleuthing. Wherefore, 12, 7 and 12 of Romans. Wherefore, the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and just and good. 13, was then that which is good good made death unto me? God forbid. But seeing that it might appear sin, working death in me that which is good, that sin by commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal soul under sin. So, question, if transgression of the law is sin, so how, if, if we're not under the law, so that means there's no more sin. That means, that's not saying that when we're under the grace or the blood of Christ, we don't, our sins are not washed away, but we don't know the law, so we don't, we can keep that grace, then basically that don't make no sense. Like, I'm, I got another scripture for the, uh, no, 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 no
or basically it's the doubt's not covered. Basically anything that's your neighbor, anything you can make it or oh, anything. T V, clock radio, whatever. Minor or big. Long story short, the law is perfect. Well when you say the law, I I I, I you know, I feel like we're going doing the whole show again all over. So I'm going to just encourage everybody to go back and listen to the show because you talking about scriptures like this brother just read. I read the very same scripture just read, and I go over it line upon line, precept upon precept. We bring out about a, no, another least 20 scriptures. So I hear what he's saying, and I respect his willingness to obey the Most High. I hear his heart. He just won't obey the most high. That's what y'all need to hear, too, those of you that don't hear it. So I respect that, and uh, all I can say is, because we got like a few minutes before the show is going to wrap up, is y'all got to just go and listen to the, to the archive. And, and, again, it's like the first three shows we did, we talked about righteousness versus the law. I hear what you're saying, my brother. And if you hear what I'm saying, I'm saying we are always supposed to keep laws. But I'm saying to to try to justify by a law is Christ would have to come and die all over again. We're not justified by no law, period. End of story, we're not. We're justified by grace. We're justified by the Most High saying, I'm going to give you righteousness. It's called the gift of righteousness. You know, this brother who I love and uh, who, again, I had on the show the other week, Again, I gave him, I gave him his props. I'm not disrespecting him. I told y'all he's the sharpest brother I know with the Old Testament. But when it comes to the New Testament, I, I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. He just can't. Uh, now he may have changed. Maybe he got it better than I got it now. But I remember for a minute, for a minute he just couldn't understand grace. And the Most High said it's the gift of I asked him one time, what do you think of the gift of righteousness? He didn't say much. And most of these Israelites, if you ask them, Three words, gift of righteousness. They look at you real funny because they don't, they don't even want to talk about it. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is the number one reason Christ came. It's to give us this gift of righteousness. Where does that play into your theology? Then they look real funny. When people look funny, they get that funny look. I know I'm not talking to a scholar. If you can explain away the gift of righteousness, then you got my respect. If you start looking at me like, well, you know, brother, well, brother, we just got to talk more. Now, explain the gift of righteousness. What is that? I ain't never, ever, ever, ever met an Israelite that had trouble with the law that could explain that. And when they try, it just don't make no sense because if it's a gift, you can't work for it. If you work for it, it's a paper, it's a paper and it's a reward if you work for it. This is something you ain't going to work for. It's going to be just given to you. It's just a gift. So if it's a gift, where's the where, where do you need to work for that? That's what I'm trying to tell this brother. Yeah, once the we, this is how Paul says it. Once the we've been made righteousness by the gift, now that we're clean, we're all of a sudden, just imagine people in snow white. We're all white. Not like white people, but white, clean. Now we're charged to live a holy life, or the better word is a consecrated. We're supposed to live a consecrated life. And this is where the laws can come in. Because they're not our God. They're just a schoolmaster. You want to know what to eat? Eat what Israel ate. 
it would do you good to keep the Shabbat. Because what's wrong with keeping a day and ceasing from your labor? But the truth of the matter is there's a higher law than the, than the Sabbath. You know, again, the most I don't want no one day, folks. You can't throw away them six other days when you're not going to live as good. You got to live as good those days, too. You're righteous. You're holy. You're clean. No sin is on your account. We can go into the holy and holy as much as we want. How are you more clean on the Shabbat than you are on day four? It's the craziest teaching. I, and almost everybody on Facebook think that. If they can all of a sudden on Saturday do this ritual, they all get together and they wear white and they braid each other hair and they and they supposed to be doing it on a higher level. They are untrained. You are righteous seven days a week, but now that you've made, been made righteous, you're supposed to bring fruit met for repentance. You're supposed to now live your life as a person of the light. Since sin has been taken from your midst, and the most high, I mean, you can go into the holy holy. Don't mean if you sin, you won't pay the consequences of your sin. You don't tap into a universal law. If you get somebody pregnant, they're going to have a baby. I mean, if you get out there and you lie, you somebody going to put a bullet in your head. You get the effects of sin, but the Most High no longer blocks you with that in that holy of holies from coming to him as a father child. You can sit on his knee and, and inquire as a child. So you're righteous. You're righteous. Ain't nothing you can do about it. It's a gift if you believe. It's a, and that, even to believe, it's not on your, yours. Again, that's, the Bible says even that belief that you have in what I'm saying is a gift itself. So only those can, only the righteous have to be drew have to be drawn. The righteous is the people that is drawn to the Father. He gives them the ability to believe. He gives them the righteousness. It's all a gift. He pick who get it. It's all mean predestination, whatever. He pick who get it. And the Bible says it all day long. I can prove this a thousand ways. Yes, yeah, in Romans chapter nine, he puts so, have mercy on whom he will have mercy on. Capacity so what I'm saying. So, so what I'm saying, I'm going to wrap this up real quick, but so what I'm saying is, Brother Gabriel and everybody else listening, is we're made righteous. That just means you can, you can, you're now part of the family. If you sin, you're still going to pay for your sin. But you are righteous, and that just means you can go to and forth out of the Holy Holy and have a relationship. Father, I mess it. I'm, I mess it. I'm, I'm I, you know. I didn't mean to hurt your heart. I love you, Father. You praise and your sins is washed away. But you're now supposed to not be doing these things. You keep the laws. That's when you keep the laws. But you don't keep the laws in efforts to be righteous. You don't do that. You keep the laws because it's a higher way to live. It's a superior way to live. Live by what the Spirit tells you. Whatever it leads you to do it. It's going to be more than 613. You know? You, you just keep the laws that the Spirit leads you. Don't do this, don't do this, say this, say that. Go here, go there. Buy this, buy that. Get this person this, get that person that. Don't get this person this. It's all kind of laws. You do those things because you have been made righteous and holy, a holy nation. You then follow those laws, the schoolmaster, but you don't follow that master, schoolmaster for righteousness. And everybody I know not everybody, I would say 50% of the Israelites I know don't understand a clue of what I just said. And they are out there trying to keep the Shabbat on the Sabbath. They're making a big deal. On the feast days, they go crazy. Like right now, Feast of Unleavened Bread for a lot of them. And they just go crazy with this. And then the other time, they just meet, they mediocre. I mean, you think about that. That's sloppy. 
We need something better than that, and we need righteousness given to us because ain't none of us, to me, worth a, a quarter as far as righteousness. We're so inconsistent. We're hypocrites. And, and, and Shabbat is all about the heart. It ain't about where you're standing and whether or not you're on your job. You can be on your job, glorifying the Most High, and be at peace, just like better, more peace than you would be sitting still in one place wearing white on the Shabbat. So we need to be educated, man. But listen, I was going to go over the rest of the shows, Brother Garviel, but um, that was a very good question. Though I must, I must admit, my brother, you really touched something there, and it just remind me of that show. But anyway, this brother. This was the very first show where Brother Gavier, the question he had or the comments he making was made on the very first, second, third, and fourth show where we dealt with uh, righteousness. So y'all check that out. i got to wrap this show up. Brother Gavier, any last quote, comments, questions before I put you on hold and try to wrap this up? I got one slight question. You said uh, gift of righteousness. Could you give me a chapter and verse on that? Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm not a superior Bible scholar. I'm just getting there, so I want to know chapter and verse so I can study it and get the precepts on it. Yeah, it says the word gift of righteousness. Uh, let me hear see if I can find it. But you got to understand, it is going to say it. I can show you where it actually says gift of righteousness. But more importantly, it says it in, in, in many ways. It, without saying gift of righteousness. So it says it like I'm saying it, and then other times it just talk about how we've been made righteous. But the gift of righteousness can be found. Hold on, I'm going to give you the strongest concordance. Like uh, Romans 3 24, Romans 5 and 17. Hold on, hold on, let me do it real quick. Let me uh, do a strong concordance. I, I, I don't fool here, but I fool with strong concordance because they'll tell you a whole phrase. Let's see, just one second, I'll tell you. But, man, yeah, that was the greatest news I ever heard, the gift of righteousness, because I was struggling at one time, and uh, like Paul said in Romans 7, he said, with the inward man he served the most high, but with his flesh he served the law of sin and death every single day. And this was the man that wrote most of the, half of the New Testament. He said, with his inward man, he served this righteousness. But with his flesh, every day it craved for this world. Well, if Paul went through that, what do you think we're going to go through? Okay, Romans five seventeen. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Talking about Adam. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Watch this. The two most words I probably like more than any two words in the Bible that's together. Much more. Much more. Watch this, Brother Garvey, and everybody listening. Romans 5 and 17. For if by one man, that's Adam, offense, death reigned by one, much more. I love that much more. Much more. They which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, the Messiah. One more time. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. And everybody will agree. Everybody's sinned because of Adam. Everybody believe that. Nobody's going to challenge you on that. Yeah, we all no good because of Adam. 
That's why I like these next two words much more, even more than, even more so. Because if that much more one there, we'll say, well, only a few is going to actually reign by Christ's grace. Only a few. That's only for a few. That's why I like the words much more, much more, much more. They which receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Are you the Messiah? Watch this. 18. Romans 5 and 18. Here it is. It's not going to say the term gift of righteousness, but it's saying the same thing. Therefore, as by one offense, Adams, therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men. Watch this. We know that. Oh, we know about that. Judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Here we go. Watch this. Even so. By the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. That should make you want to run around your house right now and tear up your house. That right there should be a holiday tomorrow just because of this one verse. I don't think people get this verse. I'm going to read that one more time for those of y'all listening. This is Romans 8, 5, and 18. Listen to this. Therefore, as by offense of one, judgment came upon all men. We know that. Yeah, all judgment came upon everybody. To condemnation. Yes, we agree with that. Even so, this is what's a mystery and nobody hardly knows, at least on Facebook. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift. The free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. My, 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 my. Now I feel like I'm preaching. That scripture right there, boy, that thing right there make you just almost want to just break out crying. It's a free gift, Brother Gabriel. It's a free gift, everybody in the chat room. It's a free gift, those of you on the phone lines. It ain't nothing you work for. And so if somebody hand you a free gift and once you receive it, you are, the Bible says we've been made the righteousness of Christ. That's why folks have a hard time saying that. We've been made what? what, what, what say it again. What, say it again. We've been made the righteousness of Christ. The righteousness of God, excuse me, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been made the righteousness of God. We've made the righteousness of God. We've made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's why folks don't even say that scripture. I don't know no Hebrew that ever say that. No, not one. Because they don't know what to do with that. We've been made the righteousness of Yah, a Yahweh. You don't like Yahweh, whatever you want to say, Brother God, whatever you call the Most High. Let's just say we made the righteousness of the Most High. We've been made the righteousness of the Most High. We are as righteous as the Most High. We don't get that. We are as righteous as the Most High. Do you know what I do at night? Do you know what I do in the morning? Do you know what I do when anybody looking? Do you know what I do? How am I righteous? Paul said, with our flesh, we crave to do things in this world. But with our spirit, man, our spirit cries out the Father. That's why when you're in the middle of doing whatever mess it is we addicted to, a part of us is crying out the Father. So if the Most High is going to throw you in hell, he's throwing his spirit that's crying out the Father in hell with the, with the spirit that's craving to gamble a lie, cheat, and steal. This is the great mystery. This is what Christ came for. This is the whole gospel. This is the good news we're supposed to be preaching. 
And most of them don't understand what I'm talking about. It's the craziest thing. We're so uneducated in religion, in the area of the church. So Christ, I'm going to wrap this up, Brother Gabriel. I'll give you last words. But Christ came and offered that blood. And once that blood went on that altar, on that cross, sins was taken away, past, present, and future. There is no more sin for those that have this ability to believe this story, this gift of faith that we have from the Father. Everybody can't believe it. Everybody ain't called. But if you can believe it, it's obviously a gift. And righteousness comes upon you. You are as righteous as the most high. And scripture just said it came upon all men. I'm making it clear. It says, even to the even so by the righteousness of one, the gift of righteousness, I mean the the, the free gift came upon all men. Brother Godfrey, are you hearing me? I'm I hear I'm hearing you loud and clear. I was just like I it said the free gift came upon all men. The free gift came upon all men. The free gift of righteousness came upon all men. The free gift came upon all men. What's left after all? What's left after all? So I'm just saying, yes, keep the Shabbat because it's a good thing to do. It, it helps the family. It helps us remember who we are. It helps us to reflect. Yes, yes, yes. But don't keep the Shabbat thinking that you're holier that day than you are day three or day four. It's the craziest thing. You can't get no more holier than this free gift of righteousness. What it do to you? What's more holier than being as righteousness, righteous as the Most High? What What is more righteous as that? Ain't nothing you can do on your own efforts, especially when we be procrastinating halfway doing stuff. So I'm not, I don't even want the most how to put put that on me. Like Paul said, don't, why are you putting this on these Gentiles that you and your forefathers couldn't even do? So I don't know why I want to go back and dig that old law up. It's good. It was a schoolmaster. It was a, 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 a standard. It was a guide. I shouldn't say old law up, but it's a guide for those that have no spirit, because Israel, they didn't have a spirit up on them, just the priest did. And this was just a guy. Hey, y'all, just go over there and just don't work today. Uh, you don't know what to eat. Uh, don't eat the fish just this way. Uh, eat the fish with that way. Uh, the one that chew at the cud. Uh, you know, they, you don't know what to eat. Okay, we just, it was just a guy. Now we're finding out sometimes it's better not to eat no meat. What about that law? If we was back in Israel, they would be still eating. If Israelites lived today, and the Most High never said the Messiah, they would be eating meat, and they would be dying like flies because today they poison the meat. So that law wouldn't even help them. Eat the one that chewed the cud. Eat the one that, you got to go with what the Spirit is saying. You can't go with these laws. They don't even, they're not even dated for the day. We're even in our land. How are you going to do certain things with your land? You won't even have a land. We don't even have donkeys. We don't even have animals. To, I'm just saying, a lot of these laws ain't even for us no more. They don't, they, they don't, they don't, make, they don't even help us in no way. We need the laws that the Spirit is going to whisper in our hearts. My brother, please make a last comment and I'm going to have to show up. Well, I ain't make no comment because it's time to another long time. I'm going to do it like the usual. All praise to the Most High Power, the great I Am, that I Am, and the only begotten Son, the, my salvation. And the Holy Spirit, and I want to say peace and blessings to all. In Hebrew, is Barakatham Wa Shalom. So, always, always enjoy 
you know, I always learn a little when you in, in you always got a, a whole Hebrew class. And you know, I should have kept taking that class, but somebody told me that, that Hebrew that they speak over there wasn't a the true Hebrew, and I don't know, it messed with my head. I'm going to give you a, a clue. If it got a lot of E's in it, it's probably Yiddish. Well, I didn't know, so I said, you know what? The Bible said we're going to speak a new language anyway. I just quit studying. I probably should have kept it because when I hear brothers like you, I'd right. be, be wanting to know what you're saying. I'm kind of a little jealous, not jealous in a negative way, but I'd be wanting to know what that brother's saying. You know, like when they say Achi, I know Achi means brother like Brother David was saying earlier, but I just don't feel comfortable speaking Hebrew because I feel like the so-called Jews is laughing and saying, dang it, it's not this, it's that. And I don't want to give them that uh, a chance to laugh at me because I ain't going to speak it. That's how I feel. When I went to Israel, trust me, you're feeling in Israel because there they are speaking, and then you go try to speak and you don't see everybody looking at you like, do you mean this? You know. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I feel like I'm the, I'm, I'm the real, and I don't have to follow y'all. I don't have to get nothing from y'all. You know, the Israelites over in Demona, that's one of the things they did. That I disagree with. They went over there, and yes, they did establish some of their own rules, but one of them, one of the Israelites told them, one of them. Fake Jews told them, said, I shouldn't say fake Jews, Jews by religion told them, y'all not Israelites because y'all don't speak Hebrew. And they went, this one brother said, I was so mad at them, I went and learned Hebrew in 30 days. Well, all you did was just, you know, now when you see him again and you speak it, he's going to say, oh, you know it. And then you're going to say one way wrong, he's going to correct you. And it's like, I don't like them correcting me. You're not the original. So I don't have to speak it. I, that's just how I feel. So I'm very insecure saying, <sighs> I say shalom. That's about the only thing I say. And I'm not really even close to sure on that. I say that insecurely. You know, and I just don't feel comfortable speaking no modern-day Hebrew because I don't trust these people. I think it's a whole other language, and they ain't telling us. You know, like the whole Yahweh thing. You was telling me something, and it wasn't you hate why they. I know if you're right, Brother Garvel, you might be right. But we can't trust some people. All right? Brother Gabriel. I think I must have. Yes, sir. Me. Yes, sir. I was listening. I was just listening. You're not uh, listening, man. And you weren't listening because you didn't answer fast enough. No, nah, because I had it on, you know, on, uh, on speaker. I had to get it off speaker because you can't hear me when I talk. So. Oh, okay, okay. Well, listen, my brother, i got to wrap this show up. You know, people been waiting on the phone lines, and I'm sure they're ready for me to wrap it. They don't want to miss none. So let's just go ahead and wrap it up. But I thank you for your input, man, as usual every week. Those of y'all on the phone lines in the chat room, thank y'all for stopping by. We're going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Brother Gavia, thank you again, okay? You're welcome. How you on the bar? All right, that was Brother Gavia, and we're going to wrap this show up, folks. Uh, again, <laughs> I wish I understood Hebrew, but at the same time, part of me is saying, don't fool with it, don't fool with it, don't fool with it. Um, let me just go ahead and wrap the show up and just say, please check out those other shows. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. So many more shows I did not even cover. So y'all check it out, okay? But good night. This is Phil Driscoll. It's called Shadow of the Almighty. A little rock and roll. Something a little different, but I love the beat, and I love the message to this song. Check it out. Those of y'all that think I don't, I'm, I'm down on white people, actually I listen to Phil Driscoll and a whole lot of other white artists. Y'all just don't know me at all. I ain't, I'm only about love. So I'll see y'all on Thursday when we talk about the New World Order. Don't forget to stop by the website. Uh, on the front page of, blog, of this blog, 
Five Smooth Stones, there is a website. Don't forget we have a website. Go and register and, and you see some of those pictures about leprosy, a lot of those presentations I did on leprosy. Right there on the website, uh, but you got to go to blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones and then go to the website, which is on their front page. And the website is www5, uh, this time it's going to be the the letter five, F-I-V-E, smooth stones dot webs dot com. And again, I want to just let everybody know that this is a... a Rerun a pre-recorded show, uh, as you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier part of the um, early part of the program, I had to go to the hospital. This is your cousin. This is brother Seth, your brother, your cousin. Uh, just jumping in here, letting everybody know that this is a pre-recorded show, pre-recorded show, and we will pick up next week with our full family show. So look forward to seeing the Douglas Kennedy. Uh, family next week. Uh, this was just a pre-recorded show. I figured it was a good show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I'm going to go back to this pre-recorded show. Good night, everybody. Again, happy New Year's, and God bless you.
now. Insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services.